The Council of Three continues to deliberate on the epic doom. So, we're on the third book. We're almost there. <laughs> it feels like a long, long time. So, what do you both think about the last part of Doom? Um, yeah. Um, it seemed to go far too quick. And there wasn't enough bulk in there for me, personally. What about you guys? I agree completely. Um, there are so many moments where something was happening and then suddenly you turn a page and it was just over. Mm. Uh, it's just like, the pacing is just really off. I get the feeling that the first section and the third section should have been switched in sort of the amount of detail he put into stuff because he was so laser-focused on small details and fleshing things out in the first section that in this third section that it just seems lacking in a lot of stuff. What about you, Vicky? Oh. Go on, Josiah. You say, because I talk too much, so... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think... It... Yeah, they were just... Like, we were, we were all geared up for the for the worms, weren't we? Mm. We were all yep. pretty excited about that. Yep, really excited. And, and there was the bit of him first riding it. That was good. Then riding it into the battle. I mean, it was barely even there. Mm. It was like, there was nothing there about them following this big wall of, you know, monsters coming at the shield that's been blown up with an atomic bomb which sounds really epic but it was like they exploded it with a bomb they overran them Blech. and you didn't even get much I, of the overrunning did you it just sort of no. it cuts inside and it's like oh they're here and then that was it and why are you in here oh because it's their command post and it's like yeah it was just weak mm. you mean disappointing because quite frankly that was such an unsatisfying ending. It was the ending that was just, ugh. You're right. And the thing is as well, and this is, there were several points where I thought it could have been done better, but the one that I kind of almost linger on is the pity I feel for the poor princess who is bartered into marriage. And, and this is what I really hate. Maybe it's just the romantic in me where basically Paul tells Chani, are you going to be a concubine? Great stuff. Oh, I'm going to marry that princess. Oh, I'm never going to touch her. She's never going to have children. And, you know, why would I touch her? And I'm like, I feel sorry for her because she is a product of a dynasty. It's not her fault. And you're punishing her, making her lonely and making her bear the brunt of stupid society rules. Just marry Chani. Get over it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I guess it falls back to the whole thing of gaining power and the different houses and stuff. Because by marrying like the princess, she, he then gets himself in line for the throne and to then take over as emperor. But if he just married Chani, he would have had a happy life, but there wouldn't he wouldn't have gotten that power. And it's almost as if, like, because there's a bit of a time skip from book two to book three, isn't there? Mm, two years I think it is yeah, yeah so it's showing how much Paul has changed from this person who didn't want to be a leader who just sort of wanted to survive to now 
instead of not just taking Arrakis, he wants to take over control of the entire system. That's shown quite a change in him. I know, and this is the thing I've just suddenly thought about. If I mean, he's been he's the Hadwatch Kadarich. I'm sure I pronounced that right. And he has these visions of a jihad against the whole of the empire. And if he didn't do something, then this jihad was going to happen. But I think, actually, if he was sensible, yes, he needs to live. But I think he could have just lived if he wanted to, if he didn't do the things he did. Like marrying the princess. What if he didn't do that and just married Chani? And just lived on Arrakis. I mean, granted, they tried to kill him, and that was possibly the only way for him to survive. But I keep thinking, isn't there other options he could take? Walk away. Or maybe, because I think there are several points in the third book where they... Or rather, he says this is almost a point of no return, where they've turned him into a legend. And even if he wasn't there, they'd still do it. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it, disappointed. it sort of gives him then some control over how things will turn out if he's at the head of this this movement rather than just being sort of a martyr for that. So I don't know, but yeah, it and like the death of um, the Baron, for instance, um, was oh, just yeah, a bit. Child. <laughs> yeah, that was. It, I actually found it funny. <laughs> How um, it was. how like casual <laughs> she just sort of like ran away from the emperor, sticked him with it, and then he died, and that was it. I, the thing is, is I know they call her a little witch, but she was has to be my almost hands down favorite character because mm. what happened to her, and she has all this knowledge, and she's like two years old, and I find her character really interesting in that because people just disbelieve what she is. Mm. I find it oh. I know. And also, she's so sarky. And yeah. she has, <laughs> yeah. like, that... As a character, she she has that comedy element, doesn't she? And it's... She just does. Some, and some I... amazing comments. Mm. Yeah, because I think humour is entirely lacking in this book. That's the, the biggest downside for me, is there was no humour at all. And in a lot of books, although they're kind of epic books that I tend to read... There is still some humour. I mean, I think of Lord of the Rings, and I'm fairly sure there's humour in that. Although I might oh, be loads. remembering the film section. No, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's, there's, loads. There's, there's, there's lots of humour in Lord of the Rings. Oh, good. I thought I was just dreaming it and just thinking that they rewrote the TV. Not TV. They rewrote the films a little bit to make it more humorous, but I was like, I'm fairly sure it was humorous when I read it. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Even <laughs> some of the bits they missed out, like Tom Bombadil. Mm, that's true I have to say I do like how um, Paul sort of reformed the Freeman Society I think that was quite good because you had um, I think her name is Hara she'd already spoken to um, one of the men's wives going oh yeah we understand that the two of them won't be able to operate together and Paul will have to challenge him and then later on instead of challenging him Paul changes things around and says no what's the point in killing our strongest so i did quite like that aspect from it so he sort of brought the freeman and modernized them in a small way yeah although they never got to the council and there was never that you know they were talking about all oh, the council are coming to meet and talk about that mm. and the council are coming to um to, to sort yeah. of verify that that paul is actually just sort of 
sort of the head of the head, mm. um, and 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 this 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 transference of power, and and it never happens. You just go straight into the attack, and it was like, well, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's just bizarre. And of course, the attack on the southern um, enclave where Chani's and Paul's kids are also. Mm. Like he had that kid within like he must have. Uh, what it was, was I trying to say? <laughs> he was he was only just six. He would not have been seventeen when he had that kid. Well, I think at the end logically at the end of book two, um, I think Paul and Chani get together then. So yeah, the kids. I don't know how old they said his um. I thought it was two, which is why it kind of like yeah. two to three years with this. But yeah. it just, I found that weird that he just almost plopped that little device in that Le- 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 Leto, sorry, Leto was killed in an attack. And I suppose they were trying to show that the Saraduka were basically pummeled to an inch of their lives and they only escaped with the little witch, as they call her, mm. and everyone else. Basically, it was like a massacre for them. Mm. Which I suppose is yeah. what he's trying to illustrate, but... Yeah, the, to be honest, there's not much for us to delve into, because I've just checked, and it's actually the smallest section out of the three. And it, I found it jumped about quite a lot, and went with different characters quite a lot as well. So we had mm. far more of the Baron and Fayed. Um I do like how Fayed is sort of sick of the Baron at this point, and is trying to um, take <laughs> control of uh, the situation and get rid of him. I yeah, found I found that creepy. quite funny. Yeah, it's creepy, but funny at the same time. <laughs> he's, he's just sick of this fat old man being in charge. I still have real issues with Fayed. I really do, because it's like they try and big him up as this great warrior, as Paul's kind of like almost equal opposite. But the problem I have, and this goes back to when he was doing the gladiator thing, like three years beforehand, where he was killing people in the, and it was his hundredth one. They were still drugged. They, and this is why I'm like, he's not the greatest warrior in the world. He drugged his opposition so that he could win. So really, when he had that fight with Paul, I think Paul should have hands down killed him really fast, really easily, because Fayed really didn't have any competition at all whatsoever in the previous fights. That's what I felt was like, nah, I think you're, you're missing on that. But then again, you've got it talks about the different builds between them, and it's like Fayed is meant to be, from what I gather, this quite large, muscular man, whereas Paul is a lot slimmer. Obviously, living in the desert, and they're not being necessarily the greatest amount of food. He is a far slimmer, more lean sort of warrior. So they have to go for different styles, if that makes sense. But yeah, I have to say there's there's not as much imagery, um, nothing tying back to the the world at the time, so it's it's really difficult to try and sort of dig deep and make parallels with this section. I think. Mm. Or we've just talked yeah. ourselves out. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It it it, it didn't have much content. It it, it was just um, filler. I feel. Yeah. It's like okay, so I've I've created a world. I kind of knew what story I wanted to start it with, and now I'm just kind of gonna let it. Uh, I've got to finish it somehow. Mm. So 
Like, like let's just kind of write every half the characters dead, and and mm. put Paul as the next emperor, and and we're done. Do you know what this reminds me of? Um, actually, it, a lot of people had issues with the Hobbit films, saying that it shouldn't have been dragged out into a trilogy, and saying it should mm. have just been one or two films. And I get the feeling it's a bit like Dune, where he could have scaled it set certain bits right back to give more emphasis to other parts and made it far more concise mm. and like because a lot of the imagery in like the first two, like the, the second section I really enjoyed that was probably the best by far for me yeah um, mm. but the, the first and the third just it, it feels like they've got their proportions wrong and they, they should be the opposite really I don't, yeah I mean I, I definitely enjoyed the first section Mm. more than you guys yeah he definitely <laughs> did it was slow going i mean it was fine it was it, but, it he actually did a good setup in the first one i just think he could have parred it down a little bit and just made yeah. it lean and meaner almost not mean as in i hate you type mean just like had a shortage of words and just kept it more brief i did enjoy in this section the whole um destroying spice and the fact sort of holding them hostage with that. That, yes. The, the person who has real power is the person who can destroy the spice. Yeah. And that was like, okay, well that, you know, it would destroy the Freeman. It would destroy the entire guilds, you know. And, and he talked about the ramifications of it. And, the, you know, we'd just become this, this group of isolated planets fumbling around on our own. Mm. And you know, it's like, okay, that is pretty cool. And it was how alien that concept was to the guildmen as well, as it took a while for it to settle in for them. Because it, yeah. it was like the taller one, I think, it said he just didn't understand and he kept on saying stuff. And then the smaller guy finally sort of twigged and went, oh, okay, we need to, yeah. And then they both left, I think, didn't they? Or went to communicate to people. But yeah, that was a good concept. Yeah, I just, I, I think the overall summary is we, we're kind of disappointed in it, aren't we? The end, that is. Yeah. But yeah. let's let's look at it as a whole now instead. I mean, we kind of have, but looking at it as a whole, did you enjoy it? Other than the disappointing ending, did you enjoy it if you read it as a whole book instead of in segments like we did? Yes, it's left me wanting more of the world better written. I, I if you get what I mean yeah and, and to be mm. honest I have to agree I that that second section as I keep on saying really made it up for me um and I think it, it does make me want more like the ending is so bad I want more to make up for it so yeah I, on the whole I'd probably give it sort of a good six to seven out of ten personally Ooh. how about you Josiah it's definitely worth reading mm-hmm. but I don't know whether, yeah, is it worth going on to read the other books? You see, I'm not inclined to go to the other books. I'm just like, meh, I can take all of that. I think if someone gets in contact and says they're worth reading, I might have a go. But, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) So I guess for all the viewers out there, we hope you've enjoyed listening to our podcast for June. You'll be happy to know that this is the last one. (laughs) <laughs> it's been quite an epic Woo! in itself discussing this. Woo-hoo! Unless we go into now, the appendices. 
We're not going into the premises. We are not. We're, we're not going Damn. into the premises. Let, let, let the crowds decide. I say. Damn, if you want Dan, us to read, Dan. The... no, Dan, why? Um, <laughs> if you think to... we should read the, <laughs> anything to postpone the romance, okay? <laughs> That's right. I was just about to say next time is going to be a romance, and we have done a poll on our Discord server. So you, if you're between fourteen and twenty-five. Please contact us if you want to join in our Discord server. We do polls, we have book conversations, we have beautiful book covers that we're going to hopefully discuss. We're doing all kinds of things. So feel free to message us or message the Facebook page, Somerset Libraries, and they'll be able to put you in contact with that. And also, just so you know, we do do polls on Instagram every so often. So the next book that we're going to be reading there's currently a choice of two and it's going to be on the Instagram poll, which by the time you're hearing this, actually, it's too late. But it's going to be a romance. Currently, it's between Pride and Prejudice and to all the boys that have loved before. So if you want to know what we end up reading, tune in next time where you will hear our discussion, my excitement at reading a romance. And how do you feel about reading romance, lads? No, uh-huh. just no. What? No. No. Help. No. Please. No. I feel like I'm cruelly laughing now. Josiah will be recording from the basement next time. (laughs) So join us then and hopefully have a really good week. The sun is shining. Well, currently it's shining, but this is Britain. And we will see you in the next podcast. Bye for now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. The Council of Three have passed judgment. What did you decide?